please stand with us and sing. your name. We're here to honor our Lord and gracious King. Oh God, be enthroned in our praise. Oh God, hear our cry. So come and shower down your love. Come and meet us with your touch. We yield our hearts. Give you our here for only you, oh God. We're here to worship. We're here to sing your praise. We're here to love you. We're here to seek your face, oh God. Let your life fill this place. We're here to worship. To bless your name, we're here to honor our Lord and gracious King, oh God, be enthroned in our praise. Oh God, hear our cries, so come and shower down your love, come and meet us with your touch. We yield our hearts, give you our thoughts. We're here for only you, oh God. So come and shower down your love. Come and meet us with your touch. We yield our hearts, give you our thoughts. We're here for only you, oh God. Today's scripture reading comes from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. It's on page 968 or 124 in the New Testament. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. 
From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came only through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The word of God for the people of God. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory. Or in all of you be still, will I stand in your presence? To my knees will I fall, will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak it all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only 
I can say that that was probably the perfect song to hear after talking to our young people about loss and about death. When they, lose, when they lose their own teacher, that is heartbreaking, but then it also brings up all the other memories of grandparents and others who have passed away. So I want to just kind of take a moment to, to mention, too, whenever you talk to anybody about death, whether it be somebody who is uh, you know, older and who's gone through this before, or someone who's young and this might be one of their first experiences, know that when you talk to somebody about death, it brings up a lot of other memories, too. brings up a lot of feelings, other people who uh, they've lost, uh, a young person, it, their teacher dies, it might remind them of a grandparent that they've lost. So kind of think about that and remember that it's always okay to cry. <laughs> Sometimes that's how we process our emotions. It's okay to cry. Uh, but hold them in prayer because they need your prayers. Let's join in a moment of prayer now. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for blessing us with hope and faith, especially during the tough times. We thank you for being with us during the good times and the bad. And Lord, we ask that you bless us as we are here in this place. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds. May all that we do and all that we say be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. <coughs> so the amazing thing about the Gospels is that they're all different. All of the Gospels have their own little take on how they tell us the story about Jesus. And it's great because it gives us a greater, wider perspective and a greater understanding about who Jesus was, why Jesus came to be, and what he had to teach us. And so what I love about these Gospel lessons is so in the Gospel of Matthew and Luke, which we've been reading through as we talk about the Christmas story, they give us a lot of the details about how Jesus came into the world. And they give us kind of the really interesting details, which we know when we love. I know I'm a detail-oriented person. I want to know all the details, and so I love that they give us all of those details. But then we open up the Gospel of John, and we read through the Gospel of John, and in the Gospel of John, we get a different question answered. We're not just learning the how Jesus came into the world, but as we open up the Gospel of John, we find out the why Jesus came came into the world. Why did Jesus, who is God made known to us in human form, come into the world the way that he did? And the one thing that we have to think about is that there is plenty of darkness in this world, is there not? There is hatred and violence. There's war. I know right now there are people who are afraid of more war. There's so much darkness in this world. I mean, just think about day to day. Can you drive down the street and everybody starts honking their horns if, if maybe you're not fast enough at the light? And I'm totally guilty of doing that sometimes, so I'm not going to say that I've got this all worked out. I definitely contribute to the darkness in that way when that Massachusetts part of me comes out and I honk my horn sometimes. I try not to, but think about all of the ways where there's darkness in this world. When people are rude to each other, when they sass each other a little bit too much, when, when they say those things that hang in the pit of someone else's stomach to just make their times even worse and to kind of spoil their days, there is no doubting that there is darkness in the world. But then John answers the why question, why Jesus came into the world. Jesus came into the world because Jesus is 
the light. We live in a world with plenty of darkness, but Jesus comes into the world as the light. I read this quote this week that I love so much. It's from Reverend Catherine Matthews. She's a UTC retired pastor, and it says, The transcendent, beyond words God, took on flesh, came to us, took on our own existence with its pain, its sorrows, its vulnerability, and its joys. Jesus entered into the world and took on all of our pains, all of our sorrows, all of our vulnerability, and all of our joys. And he came into this world where there is so much darkness. And he came to show us light. So when we wonder why Jesus came into the world the way he did, that is the answer to the question. He came in to bring us light. And I want you to think about the power that light has in this world. Just think about this. You can have a room full of darkness, a completely pitch black room full of darkness, and it can be light outside, but you can have a room full of darkness, and you put just one hole into the wall of the room, and look what's going to happen. That light is going to break through, and it's not just going to shine through in that little spot, but it's going to break through and radiate, and it's going to spread its light. That's what happens when light comes into darkness. But I want you to think about the opposite for a second. This is the difference between the power of light and the power of darkness. If you have a room that's all light with the same equal size spot of darkness, that darkness is not going to spread the way that the light does, is it? That darkness is just going to be a little blemish that you barely even notice. That darkness is just going to sit there because the light is so bright that you're barely even going to notice the darkness. But we learn that Jesus is the light of this world. Jesus came into a world of darkness. And think about the time when he came into the world of darkness. There was a, a day, a, the Roman Empire was in charge of all the Holy Land. There was so much corruption, even within the religious elite. There was so much inequality and so much injustice. It was just painful to even think about. And Jesus came into a world of darkness, and Jesus shined his light. And look what happens when one light shines in a room full of darkness. Look what that light does. Look how powerful light can be. So why did Jesus come into this world? Jesus came into this world to be the light because there is so much darkness that Jesus had to be the light. And if you think about what the light showed us too, the light showed us that forgiveness and grace and mercy are just as important to us as food and water. Have you ever thought about this? This is one thing about humankind. And Jesus shows us as the light of the world that forgiveness and peace and kindness are just as important to us as the food and the water that we need to survive. Imagine if you're surrounded by people who are negative all the time. Imagine if you are berated by people who say unkind things. Just think about a child that is born and then left to their own. They're not held as a baby. They're, they're not nourished. They're only given the food and the water that they need. And they're not given the, the love and the care and the light and the support. Is that child going to grow up to be a functional human being? The answer, we know this, the answer is no. If you do not surround a child with the love that they need, then they are not going to grow up to be a functional human being in the world. They're not going to grow up to have that love and that empathy. They're not going to know how to interact with people. Love and light is what makes this world worth 
living forgiveness and grace and mercy and kindness. They're all just as important to us as humankind as the food and the water that we have to drink. I want to tell you a story that I read the other day. This story is about a young pastor, and, and he's not as young anymore. This story goes back a few years. But there was a young pastor. He was a full-time pastor. He was married. He had a two-year-old daughter, and his wife was pregnant. So they all had all that joy of expecting a new child. And he was a, a pastor who was a full-time pastor, just like me. And he, uh, one day, his wife and his daughter and, you know, the, the baby-to-be were in the car driving somewhere, and then there was a terrible accident. And his wife and the unborn baby did not survive. The two-year-old daughter did, but the wife, the pregnant wife, did not survive. Now, this is a pastor who really pays attention to what Jesus taught him, and he realized that in order for us to be forgiven, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> forgive. Now, I'm going to tell you, this man decided that he needed to challenge himself to forgive the man who killed his wife and his unborn child. Just think about that for a moment. That's not an easy thing to do. But this man, this pastor, he, he wanted to be the light in the darkness. He's a follower of Jesus. He wanted to, to be the way that Jesus wants him to be. And so he decided that he would get to know the man, to work on forgiving. Not just to say, okay, I forgive you, go on your own. But he wanted to really forgive this man. He wanted to get to know this man, to find out what happened, to, to find out why, to help this man to heal and to help him to heal. So he got to know this man and he found out that it was just a terrible accident. This man was a firefighter and an EMT and he was coming home after a really long shift and he fell asleep at the wheel. It was a heartbreaking story. And so this pastor, he actually practiced what he preached and he realized that he needed to work on forgiveness. So he got to know the man, the man who killed his wife and his unborn child. He got to know him. He prayed with him. He talked with them. And then he ended up pleading for a lesser sentence for this man. And together, a relationship grew and both of them were able to heal that is what light does in the darkness. Do you see this, friend? Forgiveness and grace and mercy are just as important to us as humankind, as food and water that we drink. God is made known to us in the form of Jesus the Christ, and Jesus is the light of the world. I want to remind you guys of a story. Maybe these guys haven't heard it before. Many of you probably haven't, or probably have. It's that old Native American story about two wolves. So there's this story. I'm going to look mostly at them because I don't know if they've heard it before. There's this story about a Native American grandfather who's talking to his grandson. And he tells his grandson that we all have two wolves living inside of us. One of those wolves is that darkness. It's the hatred the violence, the vengeance, you know, when somebody does something wrong to you and you want to do something even worse back to them. It's all that, that negativity, all of that. There's one wolf inside of us that's all that darkness. But then there's another wolf inside of us that's full of light. That's a wolf that is a wolf of love and compassion and forgiveness and grace and kindness. And the grandson says to his grandfather, well, which wolf is going to win? You know, you can only have one wolf inside of you. And the grandfather says to him, the one that you feed. 
Jesus is made known to us as the light of the world, friends. And here's the thing, we get to be a part of that light. (laughs) We are, as his followers, we get to be a part of that light. We want that light that Jesus entered into this darkness and this world, it spreads through us. We are the rays of light that get to spread throughout the world, that get to make this world a better place. We get to be the rays of light who, who don't need to, to spend all of our time focusing on all of the nastiness of the world. We are the rays of light that get to bring hope. We are the rays of light that get to pray for peace. We are the rays of light get, that get to spread God's love throughout all the world. And this is so important because I'll tell you, there is so much darkness in this world. Just open up your eyes. Just turn on the news. There is so much darkness in the world. But are we called to be a part of that darkness? No. I'm going to ask you that question one more time. Are we called to be a part of that darkness? Or are we called to be a part of that light? Yeah. I'm going to tell you one more little story. I once heard a pastor preach about love and how we need to love one another. And then a couple days later, I saw them act terribly to another person. It's easier to preach something than it is to practice it. We all need to practice being the light of this world. It's not just something that we say, but it needs to be something that we do. Let's work on being the light and spreading the light. I know I don't want any part of me to to make anyone else's day darker. Let's be part of the light. On this first Sunday of of Epiphany, uh, as we're ending the first Sunday of the month, Let us be the light to the world. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we know that there is darkness. We know that there is hatred and violence and war and the fear of war. And we know it and we feel it. But Lord, we also know that you call us to be your light. Let us be your light, Lord. Bless us with your power so that we can shine and bring the world hope and show the world a way of peace. Bless us with your light today and every day. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant, Moses, righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trial, of famine and darkness and sword, still we are the voice in the desert, crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of jubilee. And out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. These are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh. And these are the days of your servant, David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, the fields are as white in your world, and we are the laborers in
on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of Jubilee, not of Zion's hill, salvation come. There's no God like Jehovah, 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 there's no God like Jehovah. 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 Behold, he comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice. The year of Jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of Jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, salvation comes.